0: The 911 Calls Podcast with the Operator and his Senior Assistant Jack Luna.
1: 911. What is the address of your Hi, I need to get this man over, and they said that the young boy just
2: shot his mom.
0: Oh, hi, Luna.
3: Hi, Operator. How are you? Good. Yourself?
0: It's a little windy here. I heard 22, 22 miles an hour.
3: What? Wow. <laughs> 22 miles an hour headwind.
0: Yeah, apparently, mm-hmm. according to my son. Mm-hmm. Who just uh I just had to go get him cuz he didn't want to ride his bike yeah. home from his friend's house.
3: For those for those listening, for those tuning in, we do an unedited version of 911 calls and at the end of it there. The operator I had to go pick up his son because he was stuck on his bike <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a massive <laughs> windstorm.
0: Uh, I thought he was over-exaggerating, over uh, uh, right. but turns out, no. He was like, three power winds. I'm like, yeah, it's probably five. No, it's 22, and uh, headwind, and 51 degrees, so it probably felt like 41, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's Fahrenheit, so I don't know what that. Is. I think it's negative seven thousand in <laughs> Celsius. Yeah, yeah, by my math.
3: No idea. Yeah. No idea.
0: Hey, uh, so I have a
3: real. Oh, hey, how are you? I'm okay. You already asked, okay. I think, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm yeah, as good as wanna... I'm gonna be. How how are you? I'm. Yeah. You know,
0: thanks for asking. I'm good.
3: good.
0: Pretty good. Yeah. Rash is clearing up. Everything's
3: good. Oh, we're falling apart. <laughs> Same old stuff.
0: See, well, the, the, the old tropes are coming yeah,
3: out. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about masks? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, I think I just got hives. Uh, yeah. um, okay, hey, I got the question for you to kick this off. Sure. <clears throat> all right. Hey, hey, Luna, have you ever heard of a legal term called ex post facto?
3: Yeah, uh, uh, researching past... Oh, man, what is it? Is it when a law changes? So say you're in jail for something and then the law changes, becomes more severe, you can't be held to that same? Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, ex post facto is Latin for after the fact. So, for example, a good example would be like if you're arrested and and, uh, imprisoned for a drug charge and later on the charges for that crime were increased by the law, they can't come back to you and stack on more time because you were arrested and convicted, tried, sentenced, before the law changed. Um, the The best way, <laughs> it's interesting, because I thought, I, I when I first heard about ex post facto, I was like, oh, that seems like a... Huh. Pretty, pretty functional feature of the law that seems like oh, it could be a pretty good pretty good thing and right. then looking into it immediately it's like no it's unconstitutional it's one of the things that keeps us from tyranny <laughs> I was like right. okay alright I can get behind <laughs> that um, because a best way to put it is your sentencing cannot be modified to reflect the new terms of the law or in other words they can't punish you more after the fact for a crime that you committed um just because the law got tougher uh, doesn't mean they can come back at you. If they could, the law, the government, or whoever could strategically use ex post facto laws to retain people in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. You know, they could, they could, they could keep a, a, a what they consider like a political dissident. They could keep them in jail forever by just keep. Modifying the laws that that person was sentenced to have violated and they could keep, you know, they could keep their, their, uh, their competitors in jail forever or. Yeah.
3: Oh, I hear you. Does it work the other way around though? Like say uh, you're probably going to get to that. Well,
0: okay. Let's, let's run, let's run, we'll run through a couple of things. Okay. So let's say, uh, that you were convicted on a marijuana charge
3: present um no i i never have been i should have been but i haven't (laughs)
0: okay um you're convicted on a marijuana charge uh but down the road let's say the marijuana in your state was legalized should do you think you should be freed yeah yeah you'd think right except for ex post facto law uh, an ex post facto element of the law worked both ways so if a law changes at all it doesn't affect those that were that were uh had the law applied to them before the change so for both positive what we would consider positive or negative uh so it doesn't actually free you from jail just because suddenly marijuana was legalized you stay imprisoned based on the charge of violating or or or, or convicted of of, yeah. of violating a law when when it happened to you on that timeline. That's
3: unfortunate. It doesn't seem quite fair. It'd be nice to let go of a bunch of people on you know marijuana charges yeah. if it becomes legal. But yeah, I guess I kind of get it. it be
0: so. That's ex. That's ex post facto. Mm-hmm. And the and the re, back in the seventeen hundreds, they actually. De- they determined that because they saw how dangerous it could be. And if you think about it, I mean, if we think about it, we could probably run through a couple scenarios where even it seems like positively it could be abused. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, prisons get overwhelmed with a certain kind of uh, conviction, certain flavor of, of conviction or crime. Ex post facto law could be implemented even temporarily to just open the gates of the jail and release all those people that right then. There's determined, oh, ah, yeah, let's let these people go because right. that'll help us from a tax standpoint.
3: Yeah, like when uh, when rape becomes legal. <clears throat> yeah, well, to that point, to that
0: point, legal ages, uh, consenting ages, hmm. uh, all those right. things, those have been moving targets, right? So, hmm. it, in in a lot of places, it was just like, hey, if you're not, if you're eighteen. Great. If you're under eighteen, doesn't matter if you're eight minutes under eighteen, you're under eighteen. That's a sexual indiscretion. It, it violates a law.
3: Boom. Right.
0: Sex. Sex offender.
3: The the I believe they call it the old enough to pee, old enough for me law.
0: <laughs> that's frightening. <laughs> But ex post facto would factor in there as well. So if you have a quote unquote sex offender uh, that was, vi- you know, convicted of sex and a sex offense, what is considered a sex offense, eighteen years old with their seventeen year old girlfriend, mom and dad put him in jail. Mm-hmm. It, it works for him as well. However, there is a safety valve on it. In that, for example, in California, in the early in the year two thousand. There was a law that changed, but before the year 2000, if you were convicted a third time of a crime, the court had the power to sentence you to life in prison if it deemed it applicable. So that's for any crime, third strike, you could get life. So before the year 2000, you had lifers in prison who'd been convicted of things like shoplifting. But in the year 2000, partly in response to the prisons being packed with nonviolent offenders, Proposition 36 redefined that three strikes law to consider nonviolent offenses differently from violent offenses. Hmm. But can you imagine what happened to all those lifers serving life for shoplifting? (laughs) I don't know. Nothing.
3: (laughs) Probably nothing, yeah. Yeah.
0: The, this based on that based just on that nothing happened but there are a couple safety valves one safety valve that you have is what's called a retroactive ameliorative relief basically it ameliorates you uh from what happened to you before or the conviction that you had before so it it says okay the law is currently saying this so it gives a lawyer the 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 opportunity to resentence you or retry you based on the current law. So, so you stay in prison until you're afforded an opportunity to be put back in front of a judge with a lawyer who says, okay, the law has changed. This guy was a shoplifter. You know, is there something we can do? And that is the release valve for people that are convicted of crimes that suddenly became le- legal or lighter or offenses or whatever. So that. If for some reason it was deemed impossible or unnecessary or, or, or the, not feasible for you to receive that ameliorative relief, there is still one release valve that could get you out of jail, and that is a pardon from the mayor or a governor or someone like that. You could be pardoned and have that uh, conviction reversed and removed, and you could be freed.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. It's confusing. I, it is confusing. I really do feel like you know, if the laws say on like something small like murder, I'm not joke. Obviously, joking about right. They're not any time a law gets changed where it's going to be a reduced sentence for for people that are serving a longer sentence. It's probably because society has evolved in some kind of way, and it feels like they should evolve for for those people serving that sentence in that case. Yep. I, yes. I, again, I mean, I'm I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I just wish there was more common sense in the system. And I hate to think about guys who got, you know, lit up on drug charges when they were 18, trying to make some money, living in a shitty community where they were just trying to make some money, uh, be robbed of the opportunity to be released when other people are going to be serving shorter sentences. I, that seems really unfortunate.
0: It does. It does. And when we start going with specifics, it can be really difficult, uh, I I try to look at both sides of it when it comes to this and say okay are there ways in which if we were to say hey that seems unfair for the the you know the the small time drug dealer or a small time person with a pocket full of you know weed mm. that seems like a, an offense we should you know give a give a pass to or at least another look yeah. um is there a way that that could be abused and funny enough <laughs> Nobody knows why exactly because it wasn't really specified and, and I didn't, I, I was only reading articles that were a bit critical of it because of its mysterious nature. But in 2019, the federal government redefined some, uh, of its verbiage having to do with domestic abuse. Prior to the last president, it was quite a robust definition of domestic abuse. And it was drastically simplified in 2019, which, to your point about, hey, let's give these people a pass, the law could then be reinterpreted and people, let's just say politicians or a, or a CEO or somebody who was convicted on domestic abuse charges, the law could be reinterpreted based on just the thing that just happened in 2019 and say, hey, because of this, that guy gets another chance at another trial. It could be re- taken a look at again, and that guy could get off because of the modification of the law. So we, yes, we immediately we start talking about this. Everybody goes right to weed, um, yeah. but there are a lot more places where, down to the state level and the local level, these laws can be modified, and and without without constant vigilance on corruption a law could be modified in the middle of the night and senators and you know congressmen they pass it seeing that it, there's really no there's no danger but then it got modified because of the influence of a powerful person who said hey if we just tweak this this way this this could help me out so let's let's see if we could get that done. you know so i could see how the gears of, of the legal system could be could be tweaked or abused oh, yeah. You know,
3: yeah, I'm always so. like, I hate the big brush stuff. I like, like, a little yeah. brush. I like to, let's go to subgroups. Let's go to individual to individual, like, case by case type stuff. You know, I yeah. look at them and say, like, well, no, the law says this because this can have, like, what you're saying there, right? It's like, mm-hmm. no, but just for this case, can we just look at this one? Where, right. <laughs> where this guy got yeah. a, his third strike was for uh, smoking weed on a corner. The first two were maybe for armed robberies, but now he's in jail and for he's the rest for of life. his life based on smoking <laughs> yeah. a joint. Can we just not have some right. common sense for this guy?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, the crappy thing is, you know, the guy that smokes weed on the corner or the, the girl that stole her third pair of earrings from Claire's boutique is serving life. And we're like, that's silly. But the guy that just committed bank fraud for the third time, yeah. a white collar crime, would also benefit from that law being modified. You know, so it we got to you got to keep an eye on who are you letting out when you you modify a law and oftentimes we're very narrow in focus that if we like the guy or the party that's in in power yeah. we're happy to see laws passed that that support that party or that person but you got to look further and say okay but what about when somebody gets in power that i don't like yeah could they use this in a way that i don't agree with from my values or so it's messy and i'm glad i'm not a lawyer me
3: too i'm glad i am not as well uh, maybe in another life but i always with these conversations i always think about in texas how times in the past like say in the 70s and maybe other times that i'm not aware of 80s uh, even more recently where they just do a dump of the prison system, like we're overcrowded, yeah. so we're, <laughs> these people let them go and then you let like the broomstick killer out. You know? Right!
0: Yeah! And then they got to make some, some consideration or some amendment to the amendment that says everybody except the broomstick killer because no duh, you know, And so things get messy really quick and yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy, but I, you could do a whole podcast just on shocking cases where the law has been skirted, yep, you, could. Uh, you know, for persons of power and whatnot. I'm sure there's one out there. I just don't know of it off the top of my head.
3: Anyway, I'm sure, there's a thousand out there. All right. Let's there probably are.
0: Yeah. Um, I got one more question for you. Sure. Are, bur- are birds real?
3: I don't know why you're asking me that question, but it's an interesting question. Uh, not, yeah. It's actually not an interesting question, but birds are interesting. Hey, did you know yes. that what? Um, in the morning, so I've, I've been watching birds a lot lately. You know in the morning when you hear birds chirping, oh, that's nice, singing their songs and all that. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. like, I, I'm sure you can you know come up with come up with the reason why you think they might be doing that do you know why birds are just chirping they seem to be chirping a lot in the morning no i actually don't know the reason why and it's always nice right and a lot of people think that you oh you just hear them more because it's quiet outside and the the sound is traveling more and birds are always chirping but no some people, scientists or whatever, think that it's the male birds trying to show I can be this powerful with my song voice before I've eaten, before I've gone out for the day and gone and brought in Whatever I need to for my family and stuff. I am this strong that it's like a mating call type thing. Nice. Same with that night when, like, you hear them chirping at the end of the night as, as the sun's going down. I'm always interested mm-hmm. by that. I watch them corralling their children and chirping about predators coming in because as the night falls, <laughs> the cats and whatever else is coming to get them and... You know, uh, predators, uh, uh, bird predators that prey prey upon other birds, or like swooping in trying to get like, their last little meals. Uh, it's um, they're, they're, those are warning calls and, and calls to like come home to the nest type things. Oh, so like, really? you're, you're feeling like all this like beauty in the moment, like oh, the birds are <laughs> chirping, but really it's all kind of like <laughs> distress <Danger> calls, calls. <laughs> at night, <laughs> and in the morning it's like you know birds trying to show off. A big, so it's either sex or danger yeah. that's a, that's their life of of bird calls
0: uh, that's really weird i never really thought of it that way you know one thing when you were talking just then i, I thought maybe you'd say something along those lines and i guess you kind of did actually have you ever have you ever not done something intentionally or or worked on doing something because you just felt you weren't good at it
3: yeah oh definitely guitar uh yeah masturbation right? yeah
0: yeah, you stop, because you're not good at it. Right. <laughs> right. Um I, I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about, what if birds are the same way? And there's, like, r- some really crappy singers out there, but they all sing. Can you imagine how lonely and how sparse it would be if only good birds sang? <laughs> I,
3: I was just thinking about, and I know you have a punchline there, but if human beings behave the same way as birds, and every morning you woke up to, like, a man going, Arr! Hey, hey, layable.
0: He's like, Barbara, I haven't even eaten breakfast yet. I'm ready to do it. Look at me. Look at my sense of masculinity.
3: (laughs) Got a lot of energy
0: to give. (laughs) And I haven't even eaten a worm yet. Speaking of eating worms, how about...
3: (laughs) What were you going to say, though? Was there... Well, yeah,
0: I was sort of—I guess I was kind of aiming before I ruined it. I was aiming towards sort of a Pinterest kind of picture of, imagine, if only the best singing birds sang, the rest of the world would be bereft of the beautiful songs. Of so many birds. Uh, In kind of contrast with, hey, you don't think you're good at doing something? Don't stop because there's other people that are good at it. Keep doing it. Even if it's annoying at 6 a.m.
3: <laughs> it's funny It's funny you say that, too, because I've heard birds that aren't good at it. <laughs> like, bird, like shut up man no not just a particular type of bird it's like some birds
0: <laughs> oh, like a per- certain bird that took you know just got winged in the neck
3: by a bb yeah, gun or exactly <laughs> the, the rhythm's a little off right the tone's a little off it's like i'm gonna hit you in the head with a beer can at 6 a.m man,
0: he's still trying that bird yeah. yeah we should be like birds we should just keep trying mm-hmm. amen okay hey let's start with this uh Call. Um, I don't want to put a hard stop on this, but guess what I'm doing after this?
3: I don't know. Board games with the neighbors. Oh, do that. Yeah, hurry up then. That's important. That's like yeah. one of the worst things. Well, actually, you know what? I have a lot of fun. I hate doing board games. I think I hate doing them until I'm doing them.
0: That's me, 100%. And that's what I told my neighbor, Trenton. Hey, Trenton. Trenton listens to the show. so <laughs>
3: What's up, Trenton? What's up, whatever, Trenton? Whatever your first name is.
0: <laughs> that's his first name okay, Trenton. Right. <laughs> but no that's what he was we were talking about it and he's he, he and his wife they play a lot of board games and they're really they're board game aficionados so i was like you know let me in on this let's let's do this thing because i'm often in the camp of board games or torture until i start doing it mm-hmm. and then i'm like wow that was really fun so i'm gonna give it a go and see if they can uh Baptize me in in uh, some new belief uh, uh, as far as board games goes. So.
3: Okay, well we should hurry up then so you can get to that. <laughs> Let's play the call. <laughs> what game are you playing? Do you know what game?
0: I don't. I told him to kind of surprise me. I told him, I, I said to him, he's like, well, what games have you played before? Like, what what do you, what do you like? What do, what have you played? And I was like, well, you know, and so I'm like digging deep in my head to not say like Candyland or some <laughs> dumb dumb game. You know, I'm like, what's the deepest game I know? And I'm like, how about, oh, you know, hey, why don't we get together and we'll play Settlers of Catan? And he's oh. like, he looks at me like, he looks at me like I just, you know, said, said Candyland. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we could or... Right. So he's he's bringing his A-game tonight and we'll see what comes out of, all if of it. If I could I'd choose,
3: probably. I would be like Manhunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll run around the neighborhood like we're 12 years old again.
0: Yeah, Manhunt or maybe like Adult Twister. One hand on the brown dot.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Show up naked with a huge Good. mustache. <laughs>
0: Huge mustache and a bucket of Crisco. Just <laughs> be so like, where do I put the board? <laughs> where do I put my hands? Anyway, okay. Well, let's start this thing off on a better, better note than we have so far. Yeah. All right. So May fifteenth. I want to. I want to take you back for a moment, Jack. <sighs> May fifteenth, twenty twelve. It was a nice day overall in Brevard County, Florida with a high temperature of 83 degrees Fahrenheit, one degree higher than the historical average of 84 with a record temperature of 95 set back in 1971. And nautical twilight for all of you semen spread out on the water out there rose at 530 a.m. in the morning and set that evening at 9:11
3: p.m. Oh, my God. Semen spread out in the water. You know, if you ever that reminded me of something. I just want to give like a tip to everybody <laughs> out there. So if you're ever okay. at a bachelor's house, you know. I don't know, just at anybody's house, I guess, and you end up having to stay the night and for whatever reason you have to take a shower, and it's just all guys or there's like a 15-year-old yeah. kid in the house. A lot of men, and I know we're talking about masturbation quite a bit here for some reason, um, at least we did in the, in the in the preamble on Patreon, but check the bottom of the tub, and if you see oh something gosh. that looks like hair gel, kick it down the drain because Buddy didn't do it. It's there. It's there. <laughs> yeah.
0: You don't want to get your feet pregnant. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, on that, th- thank you for that. That's a, that's a really good PSA right there. Just a heads up. Jack, just a heads up. <laughs> Keep your head down. <laughs> um, because someone, all somebody right. might have. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> you might have saved a life. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you saved a slip and fall victim right there. You never know. Mm-hmm. Or, a, or an unwanted pregnancy. Right. All yeah. right. So, however, even though things were good, in Brevard County, Florida overall, and despite the pleasant meteorological atmosphere, there was a storm brewing in the house of Tanya Thomas. Tanya and her four children lived in the home and had a strong bond. The the children really had a strong bond with the mother. Their father, however, Joe Johnson, he didn't live in the home. Uh, and had uh, contributed to a very long history of abuse toward Tonya. Much of it had been witnessed by the children over the years. In the year 2000, the children watched as Joe beat their mother, actually, punching her and kicking her repeatedly into a wall for not making dinner. Uh, because of that incident, rightly so, the children were removed from the home for a month. Um, rightly, so I you know there 's a lot of dynamics, but i would I would assume that Tonya stayed with Joe, and because Tonya stayed with joe the the powers that be decided you know this is an environment, not an environment for children, so they took them for a month. Hilarious. they suck, yeah <laughs> Are we talking about the same thing because <laughs> I feel like your responses are uh, like i 'm talking about what I got for Easter. Yeah.
3: Keep going. Keep going.
0: Okay. All right. Subsequently, though, they were returned back to the couple despite objection by the Department of Children and Families, or DCF for short, not to be confused <laughs> with the French DCF or Doberman Club of France, which is a dog club. Oh,
3: okay, I thought you were going to say not to be confused with DTF. We got. I'm, I'm just going to friggin' What's shut wrong? up, man.
0: <laughs> did you drink enough before we come on there? Yeah, I did. Do You sure? <laughs> you you want to take a couple more sweets? I don't, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know how to help this No,
3: I know how bad this case is. So getting all that now. It's bad, yeah. Let's go.
0: All right. So it's really, I think, important to note... That no report ever indicated that Tanya Thomas was ever physically or mentally abusive to her children. It was always at the hand of her husband. So there's literally hundreds of documents that have been released by the state officials that detail the family's history, though, and reveal that Tanya was a woman who was literally trapped in a cycle of domestic violence and was also abused or neglected as a child. So once again, kind of like the last one, right. it's not as easy just to box this one up and say it's one situation, you know, at hand.
3: Yeah, what's what's about to come is completely uh, justified. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's let's go ahead and and see what is going on back in the in time to the year twenty twelve, shall we? Yes. You ready for me to hit play? I am. Okay. Here we go.
1: Nine one one. What is the address of your Hi, address you? Honey, need to get the police. Honey, you need to get the street. Just ran over, and they said that the bo- young boy just shot his mom. We've had the police here okay. before. Gunshots. Um, I, I don't even know what their last name is. It's African Americans. We've had the police out here before, and the mom just had the boy. The cops out of Easter. So it's across the my address. You? That, yes. Good I'm going to get my cordless phone, all right. okay? Alright, hold, so hold on, okay? Hold on. Okay. all right, there are 314, okay. 313, 5, a signal 45. 48? I knew this was going to happen, you guys. Okay, okay. Tell yeah. 4 10-4. Cheryl, tell 5, we got a 45 on Bright. Okay, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. He said that he shot his mother. I don't, it don't matter. Tim, I'm just go take it out of there. The kid said that the young youngest kid shot his mom. Is he still there? Get out! Get back! You're not coming in he our still house. There? Who's the there? boys in my front yard. And the he has got blood on his right thigh. How old is he? I'm sorry, Dr. i 40 you. To the 45, she advised that the son is her outside head. her residence. Her. He has blood on his right side. <sighs> Advise that the youngest oh. son, 745, oh. the mother. Okay, is the guy who shot him there? He's going back They'll to the house now. Is he the one that shot the running, mother? On road. I, don't her. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know a lot. I don't know. I just heard the kids say he just shot our mom. I have no idea where his mom is. You responding. I'm talking to the neighbor and she advised that mom. the son went back over to the residence. He just said that his brother shot his mother. And he went back to the, the mom. On hold, hold on now. My husband's getting the a different story now. The mom shot the kids is now what they're telling. Now they're saying the mother it's shot just the confusing. kids? Yeah, this is confusing because. We the now they're saying that the mother shot the son. Saying that the mother shot the son. Complainant doesn't know what's going on. Are you outside uh, her your house? Huh? No, we're staying in the house. I'm not going out. Okay, there. who's telling her who has to go? Here, hold on. Talk to the
2: dispatcher. Hello? And they just. They tried to break in our front door to get in, I guess, to get away from her, or whoever's got the gun. So I grabbed my gun and ran outside, and one's laying there bleeding right at our front door. He's bleeding at the front door. Is he still there? No, he went back home.
1: And
2: he went back inside the residence? I guess. I don't know who has the gun, so I'm not walking out there. I'm armed but I'm not going out there and put myself in danger. you know their address? Ten four. 4 Provide to units, Now there's more gunshots.
1: Provide Unit, units, call his He's here, more gunshots. He's here, more
2: gunshots. Dylan, get over here, away from the door. I don't care. Get away from the door. 10-4 they have five units 51 to you. I cannot believe somebody's not here by now. I mean, sir, I have two deputies out there already. They've been there for a minute. All right. All right. See ya. You done with me? no sir i want you to you want me to what i want you to stay on the phone with me here the wife's on the phone
1: oh my god she's still over there shooting whoever's shooting you still had another shot yes there's like six of them okay i have units out there we can go ahead and disconnect just stay in the house okay I well all right thank you for the- all right bye
0: Okay, crazy things happening here. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of questions, you know, and can, I can imagine you hear a bunch of gunshots. Obviously, my, the first reaction in most people's mind is not, "I'm going to run out of my house and see what's going on." What the what the what the chip jabs going on out there, you know? So they were doing the right thing, calling nine one one. Also, add to that 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 kids are showing up to your house that that are bloody yeah, you know what's that, going that, on
3: yeah that bothered me a bit I mean again, you have to you can't say what you would do in any particular situation I, right. I like to think that I would open the door to anybody banging on the door for help but they they might live in a bad neighborhood you know they I think that they do live in a bad neighborhood um, would you open the door I would open the door so for sure. I. I would
0: open the door and I would assess the situation from there. One that honestly I've had to run through in my head being someone that, that, uh, legally carries a firearm yeah. is I have to remember to not try to take the law into my own hands in these kind of situations because I I could I can legally carry. I could just go over there and in the name of defense, you know, see what's going on and everything. But here's the thing and I always tell myself this story so that I don't step too far out of bounds. I say, let's just say I walk around the corner and I see someone with a gun. Yeah. And I'm like, gun drawn, they're in my crosshairs. But I have to tell myself this. What if that person is the one that is actually defending their life? Right. I've got the wrong person in the crosshair. So the better thing to do in this situation is to, to do what they did. Call 911, control your environment as best as possible. And if you see an opportunity to help, like stop bleeding or house someone that is a victim, do it. You know, obviously be proactive, but there's a difference between protecting yourself and protecting those around you and getting involved in trying to be the law you know Right
3: definitely I'm trying to picture myself with like a couple of kids at the door screaming for help banging on the door I think I probably open the door let them in close the door so then start asking them questions not letting them in that's what I really do think that I would do I've had yeah. situations where someone's come to my door an adult came to my door one night at midnight and I'm cool. sit I have one of those doors that is not my front door like we don't come in actually my chair is like right up against the door and we right. have another side Door and he's banging on that door at midnight. It's just me there, and my kids are in the other room. So I open up the curtain that's above the, the window, and he's like, Hey, buddy, can I, can I use your phone? And he actually turned the doorknob. Ooh. And, I, and it was locked. No. And I told him to F off, and I'm like, Fuck, And he's like, Ur. I'm like, And don't ask the neighbors either, man. Just f- go home. Like, yeah. f- whatever it is. you know." And he's, he was talking yep. about his girlfriend or something like that. And I'm like, Dude, just go to the street and let a truck driver pick you up like stop banging on people's doors there's kids in here man but if it's kids if it's kids if it's a kid coming to my door come on in let's talk about it shut the door again
0: well, and I also in that kind of situation, even that like a guy banging on my door, I I may give him the benefit of the doubt that there's something going on, mm. but rather than letting him in into my house, I will control the situation as best as possible. I would go out another door and come around the corner and meet that guy. You're nuts. Obviously armed, yeah, concealed. Sure. And I'd be like, "Hey, what's going on?" What cuz he's on my property. If he tried to accost me, I you know, I complete self-defense, and so, but I'm not gun drawn and everything. But I'm trying to defuse the situation on the other side of my door. I'm, I'm now with him, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And if he's got ill intentions, I will know it quickly or whatever. But I'm not going to let him in my house with my kids and my wife and all that. No, you know. I, and, but, I, and the reason, children, yes.
3: I, I think what you said was crazy, but I. But you would be carrying concealed weapons. See, me, I'd be coming around the side of the house with a fishing net and putting it over his head or something. So I'm not doing it. But yeah. You'd
0: be trying to hide your two hatchets under your shirt, and he doesn't know what's going on.
3: Yeah, those are weird-looking nuts, yeah. No, yeah,
0: clank, clank. All right, well, back to this. So um, an investigator of the DCF spoke to Tanya and the children Weeks before the phone call that you just heard, that was placed to 911 and said that there were no signs that the children were in any kind of distress. And each child individually said that they felt safe in the home. Uh, investigators went further and they spoke to neighbors. They even spoke to school officials and they continued to watch the children at home and said that they quote, appear bonded to their parents. It's, it's questionable whether or not how, how involved or present Joe. Johnson was at the at this point weeks before the phone call that you just heard, yeah. and uh, subsequently, a DCF supervisor actually signed off on the case and in the investigation and and the the uh, the the looking into the situation, signed off on it weeks before this call. Right.
3: So there there was some signs of things not being quite right, but they weren't too intense to this point. Yeah, they suddenly yeah. become very intense, obviously.
0: Right. And it's, that's a hard call for, you know, DCF or, or those types of organizations because they can't just, they can't always just whip into gear and, and you know, take thing at threat level midnight and, and, you know, pull kids out of houses and stuff. We, they, they've got to temper their, their approach oftentimes. All right. But there's more uh, to this call that I'd like to add. So Ugh. should I go ahead and... Add the next part of this call to the episode. Add, maybe we could get this moving forward. Hey, you know and else we should do? Uh,
3: yeah, an ad.
0: Yeah, because why?
3: <laughs> we got to pay the bills.
0: We got to pay the bills. All right. You ready for me to hit play on this next part? Yeah. Okay, here we go.
1: office hi um can you advise how many people live in that house do you know there's four children four children and a mom four children and a mother live in the house you know how old the kids are oh god 17 15 um, probably 14 and 11 okay ranging in age from 11 to 17 yeah Sheriff's office was out there Easter Day because the one boy kicked the windows out. You might have a record of who the mom is then. And I, yeah. Okay. I see. It. I'm gonna keep you on the line with me for a couple minutes. Okay, I've got units oh, outside, you at eleven to seventeen. Mom's outside. Are they all boys, do you know? Or? No, there's two girls and two boys. Two girls and two boys. Yeah, there's a, the oldest is a girl, the next is a boy, the next, I think, is a girl, and the youngest is a boy, I think. Where are, they, are the cops coming yet? Oh, yeah. We've got a couple. We've got a helicopter coming. we got all kinds of stuff. Helicopters coming? Yeah, and several units. Oh, my God, my God um, let me know if you hear or see anything additional. Oh, no, I'm going in the bathroom and Well, in the bathroom. that's fine. That's fine. Just... I'll be letting you go shortly. I just want to see if they need any other information. Can you is anybody any out in the front, though? You said the police were out there on no, Easter? I, I the spotlight, but I, she's, the mom's outside now. She's the one with the gun. I don't you said know the mother is outside out. now, and she's the one with the gun? That's what, yeah. We have our lights all off at our house and the front door is open with the screens locked so you can shoot through the screen. Okay. We're in the area. I can assure you they're setting up a good perimeter. Just stay inside. <laughs> yes. We've been having problems with these guys ever since they moved in. There's been problems over there. Do you actually see a female right now with a gun? Is it a handgun uh, or a rifle? I don't know what it is. Okay, complainant does not know what type of gun. you know what kind of gun <laughs> It's dark out there, and she was in the house when we first called. The two kids were in our front yard, one banging on the door, help us, help us. And the, like I said, there was so much confusion going on this morning. We couldn't tell who shot who. Right, I understand. And then when I was talking to you, then the one kid said his mom shot him. Okay. He said, said they're setting up a perimeter. Is that your husband you're talking to? What else? Is God, more saying? gunshots. You hear more gunshots? Yeah. She hears more gunshots. More gunshots. Good. Good. How many? One. Seven yes. gun right there. I heard a shot. You heard another? Yes. Okay. Mm. Oh, Jesus! Oh my God! Now the kids are out there yelling. Where's the gun? Are they there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Another one. Do You see them? Yeah. One. Oh my God! All right, man. If you actually see the, the kid has the gun. No. The cops are there? There's 3 or four cops out there now. Okay. All right, ma'am. Thank you so much for calling us in. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.
0: So all we know at this point is that people are being shot. There's blood. There's kids running around willy-nilly. Their they're, they're, Their mom is in the house. And now cops have shown up. And so this is the same person that made the original call who called back. And 911 again was like, okay, well, thank you for the information. We'll go ahead and let you go. Um, I got to say at this point, you, you know who I fe- who I want to kick in the face is the guy that picked up the phone. Yeah. After, <clears throat> He's, man, come on. Like, he, w- what did he have better to do? W- was this interfering with, you know, his back rub? That guy
3: bothered me. He he did to me a little bit too, but I see a little of myself in him as well. Something, and it's going to seem very petty, that turns me off about people is when they say, and this happens later in the call, but I sense it with this operator as well, and I understand why they do this, but whenever someone says, my officers, my deputies... Oh, my, yeah. my, whatever, like you're working at a factory, my machine. It's uh, forever has uh-huh. always kind of irked me. I'm like, Oh, you're on a bit of a weird power trip. Like those aren't yours. Like you're a dispatcher and like these, guys, like <laughs> right. they're, they're not, yeah. you're not the lieutenant here. Right. Like you're not the captain.
0: It's like <laughs> the person at the restaurant that's trying to serve you. And they're like, tonight I have a nice veal cutlet. Like you're not the chef. Do you really you you really have this? I mean, I get it cuz that shows sense of ownership and appreciation. but I yeah. I get I get you. So
3: I think that he's sensing a little bit of that and there's a couple of times in this call where she has hung on longer than she needed to and and this couple who have called this in and I believe there's probably a child there or at least a teenager or something they tell them to get away from the door at some point.
0: Yeah. Um, right.
3: Like they're in a really stressful situation so if there's no need for me to be on the call. Tell me why I need to continue to be on this call? Because I'd rather be looking at the window, you know? right? You know, I'd rather be figuring. And out. if
0: I can be out the window, looking out the window, and helping you on That's the call, fine, fine. But, but
3: tell me but how. Y- and if I not, but then yes, you're right. Stop th- my there sp- was
0: not a steady battery of questions. It was, it was, it was sort of left up to the caller to keep the story or the narrative going, which was a little bit aggravating as well. But you know, anyway, it, it's one of those crazy. It's situation. a stressful situation. Right. Yeah. All right. So, guess what? There's one more, oh boy, one more part to this call. Okay. And uh, let's go ahead. Are you ready for me to hit play on that? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. I'm calling back. I
1: don't know what happened. Okay. Hello. Man, this is the sheriff's office again. I'm sorry. They're requesting that I keep you landline, okay? Okay. Have you heard or seen anything additional, you and your husband? No. Just, I can hear them out the hall, somebody put their hands up, and I don't see anything. Okay. I'm landline with no. her. He said that my husband said they were all in the house. Shall so I'm gonna turn you up a little bit if this gets annoying. Just tell me. <sighs> are the um are the occupants of the house are they white or black? They're black. Okay she said the residents are black one's name is Joel one's name is Pebbles this girl one they call Jax or Romeo the mom's name is Tanya and I don't know what the other girl's name is Peanut is the oldest daughter then it's Jax and I believe it's the girl and then Joel Okay, so the mother is Tanya. Okay, ma'am. You said the mom's name is Tanya? And then it's Joel, Pebbles, and Jax, or Romeo? Yeah, and then I'm not sure what the other girl's name is. Okay. Have you seen them go in the house, Tim? My husband said he's seen them. All, all the kids run back in the house. Adrian Moss is, of uh, course, friends with Tonya. You no, know they cannot. No. no. I'm sorry, ma'am. They're asking us questions in here. Yeah. Here's Jack up here, Jack's got up, too. Where'd he still on the driveway?
2: They're bringing a car. They're going to try to get her out.
1: Tim, just let him... I'm still with you, ma'am. I'm just waiting to see if they have any other questions. Okay. I'm standing back looking to see if could be behaving in the dark. All her windows are house, All the lights are totally off. The lights are all off in the house. Okay. They have been. Every every time we get so they show them off. Did you hear that story about Curtis and Gelfast? Yes. Okay, we've got a ambulance on the scene, that's what they're saying. Uh, uh okay. and they have a female. And before I woke you up I heard two shots. And I didn't know what they were. I'm sorry, ma'am, what did you say? I was just thinking. I heard two shots. When we were sleeping, I thought I was dreaming, and I heard two shots, and then you could hear pounding, and then two more shots, and then it dawned on us, from, you know, somebody's phone calling Right, yeah. I got you. So it was going a little bit um, earlier than when you called? Probably 30 seconds or so. But Okay. And then they started pounding on the door, and, you know, we had to open the door, because we didn't know what they had Right. Going on, and the shots. Do you yeah. know who was, which one of them was knocking on your door? Yeah, no, he didn't answer the door. I ran over okay. had the phone. And did you say that the deputies were out there again? Was that on Easter? You said. On Easter Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Jack or Romeo got in an argument with his mom and kicked out three bedroom windows and then ran off. He um, has been in trouble with the in the law before you know, and those Taken to a, a wilderness camp or something for extended time. Came back. None of them go to school except for the youngest one. He said he kicked out three windows. Three windows on the house on the north side. And the east side. They're boarded up. They were just um, confirming your address, ma'am. If you do hear any knock on your door, that's going to be on my deputies. But they haven't advised me anything yet. Okay. Ma'am, are you still with me? Oh, yeah, ma'am. Okay. What kind of vehicles are out front of your house? Out in front of mine? Yeah. Hey, I need to call my job, my work, and tell them I'm not going to be... Okay, ma'am. They haven't asked me for anything additional. I'm going to assume it's okay to disconnect. Um, Do you have call waiting in case I do try to call in? Yeah. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you very much.
0: Uh huh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <sighs> All right. So here's what ended up happening, and I know that, that there's a stack of question marks that were bred from the um, from the call, the call, series
3: of calls that we just heard. Can I just say that this yeah. is happening at nighttime, right? Yes. Man, that's so scary. You got kids yeah. banging on the door know bleeding or whatever you're hearing gunshots and it's just like this darkness out there like who knows what's actually going on it's it's very creepy and the caller is giving us some information on like the past interactions with with this family um they've been a problem it sounds like and it's just we all have had these creepy neighbors like these people that it seems like there's always an argument going on over there and You'll hear mm-hmm. crashes in the night and yelling and all that, and then all of a sudden there is like a silence out there after gunshots, yeah. and
0: it's you are wondering
3: a, how that ended. God, it's a very <laughs> creepy call, man. When you when yeah. when you put the element of night into anything, uh, it definitely creeps it up to to a whole other level. And uh, I agree. Just picturing, picturing this is 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 freaking me out. I hope that everybody's. I know some people must be dead, but I hope not everybody's dead.
0: Well, they, you know, and that—that's the other thing. The, the part—the part that kind of haunts me, and I wonder if—I uh, don't want to alliterate here, but um, the part that I wonder if it haunts the callers uh, is in the dark. Children show up to your door, yeah, and then they disappear. They yeah. go back. And, they go back, right? So uh, they're there, and then they're not there, and then there's more gunshots, and you're just like. Then what do you do? You're you're holed up in your house and, and the opportunity to grab kids and bring them in or whatever is lost. And yeah. now what? So Alright, so here's what happened. <clears throat> Tanya Thomas used a Taurus 38 caliber revolver to shoot and kill her children. Joel Johnson, age 12, Jaslyn Johnson, age 13, Jax Johnson, age 15 do you, do you notice a
3: aka aka romeo i think is jacks yes right do you notice a recurring theme with their names there oh, there's some jays there yeah there's jays yeah
0: joel johnson jaslyn Jan J- johnson Jax johnson and pebbles mm. pebbles johnson age 17 so four children were shot and killed uh Total, there were 19 gunshot wounds found on the victims, including the self-inflicted wound found on Tanya's body, according to the report.
3: That last shot that you heard, then that last shot was yeah. likely her shooting herself. That on the yes. call, wow. yeah.
0: One of the children was shot seven times, while the youngest child was shot five times from more than two feet away, based on ballistics. Uh, The revolver was fired against the chest of at least two children. Um, After killing the children, Tanya sat down on the couch, smoked one last cigarette before taking her own life with a single gunshot uh, to the head. Uh, Gun was still found in her hand when the officers arrived on the scene. So this whole situation took, uh, spanned about 35 minutes um in that time frame, three of the thomas 's children ran from home to a neighbor 's house, which we heard before the mother called them back home oh, god. and they all went back home
3: oh god uh, oh man, yeah,
0: I know, and that to me that 's that's that 's such a previous reports indicated that there was a strong bond between the children and the mother. And I've known kids who whose parents are addicts. I've known kids who are are children in a terrible environment, and there is some magnetic force that keeps that children those children in the foxhole. I guess is a good way to put it
3: you isn't know? it is it yes, I hear you isn't it crazy how we had that supposed to be fun conversation about whether or not birds exist. And then I ended up talking about how, like, you know, those calls are for the children to, for the babies come of, of these birds to come home to get yeah. them out of danger. And that's why you would go back to your parents because, like, you're calling you home because it's getting dark out, you know, want to keep you out of danger for the most part. That's why a parent would call their child home at night. But they're, yes. the, this, this parent is calling them into danger and they still go because it's their parent. It's, ugh. It kind of the ultimate
0: tragedy Mm. An autopsy report would show that um, you you heard that, you know, when they were talking about the children coming to the door, that there were indications of blood. In particular, uh, Pebbles likely went back home and passed out from her inflicted wounds prior to (sighs) leaving the house. She passed out and passed away due to those wounds. Uh, After returning So that's what the autopsy report would show there Um, The county medical examiner Performed five autopsies uh, On this situation In the two days after the killings And the children all appeared to be healthy And they didn't have any drugs Or alcohol Or any substances in their blood Found nothing unusual Or out of the ordinary With their examinations Except for Tanya he noticed her blood alcohol level, which was determined to be 0.15 or twice the legal blood alcohol limit um, when it was tested. Uh, this, uh, According to a lot of sources, this isn't uncommon with especially parents who, who end up committing crimes against their children. Oftentimes, there's drugs or alcohol that are consumed in order to uh, commit The crime that they end up committing, it desensitizes them. It 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 allows them to breach that uh, that barrier of being reticent to 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 do such a thing. Yeah,
3: I've mentioned it before. A lot of the times, you know, get blamed on on alcohol or drugs, and I I always say this: it's like in situations like this, or when someone becomes aggressive or belligerent or whatever, it's not so much that the alcohol or the drugs have put that something into that person; they've made it possible for it to come out right
0: yes that's a great way to put it i never really thought of it that way yeah that's also so she
3: clearly had some issues stemming back to whatever we don't know right it sounds right you you, your last line here is it's still unknown why she chose to kill her children that day uh obviously unknown because she shot herself
0: she shot herself we don't know why but it is tragic. I'm also, I don't know, a little mad that you stole my last line of the <laughs> script. I was gonna. I had a really emotive voice that I was gonna use. Uh, you Go know ahead. what? I'm just gonna. It is still unknown why she chose to kill her children that day. All right. Now I feel like the right, the wrongs mm-hmm. have been righted. Um, it is still unknown. I. Uh, you know, and I want to assume, I want to presume that even though it was a crazy thing she did, I want to hypothesize that maybe it was because she was taking her children out of an abusive environment and this was the way to do it. Nah. You know, I, I I want to, I want to do all that, but I, but I can't, we don't know. We don't know why.
3: You got one, we don't know why. so a 12 year old, a 13 year old, a 15 year old and a 17 year old, two boys, two girls. In a bustling household with a single mother by the sands of things, who knows there's boyfriends or whatever. But from what I can glean from what the uh, caller was saying, that there was a lot of problems going on over there. The one kid had kicked out all the windows the one day. This sounds like a very like a very active household. It sounds also like there were new neighbors to them, maybe coming out of a crazy environment and and yep. uh, creating a, a new one with the you know the fallout from that. And now suddenly you got a dark. Um, silent house after yeah. all these gunshots.
0: Yeah, it's just and no content. answers. No answers. To this day, no answers. Friends and family still have a big question marks as to to why this happened.
3: And a new family moves uh, in, and life goes on. Life goes on. So sad.
0: Anyway, hey, you want a happy ending? Sure. Yeah, I'll take one. Yeah. All right. Let's uh. Leech out our eyes and earballs for a moment. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play on this. Uh, this is pretty interesting. A backstory on this one: two women are upset <laughs> because their friend got arrested at the post office the day before, and they thought, "Hey, you know what? If they arrest my friend," We should go arrest the cops. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, let's go ahead and just hit play on this. See how that goes. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Hi there. Hi. Hi. So, um, sorry. I'll keep you can go ahead. Yeah. Uh, we are here because we want to file charges against Officer Mendoza
4: because
5: it was. Uh, An unlawful imprisonment yesterday. Okay. And I'm not sure if you guys know about what. uh, Hold on, please. Yeah. Uh, 602 is the penal code, which describes trespass. Okay. Um, There's absolutely nothing in there that would allow the officer to arrest my friend. There was actually two friends that were harassed yesterday. In a public
6: federal building. Yeah, a federal
5: building. And then uh, we just want to make sure that you guys know about uh, Title 42, 1983. Um, which gives us the ability to strip you of your immunity and sue you. Okay.
4: Uh,
5: and then there's also Title 18, 242, which is deprivation of rights under color of law. Okay. So when you guys have taken an oath to the Constitution and you violate our rights. These are actually criminal charges that we can file against you. Okay. And uh, I, I know you've got a lot of things to do, but we have a lot of things to do. No, I understand you. that. Right. Just, yeah. Okay, and uh, Title 18241 doesn't really apply yesterday because that's conspiracy against rights. Okay. Um, but you guys can be uh, fined. Okay. You can be imprisoned. And then there's even more uh, serious... Okay. Uh, uh, penalties that we can file against you, so uh, we would like to file charges. How okay. Do we go, how,
4: how, and that's why I'm okay, here. Okay, how do
5: we go about that? And that's now? why I'm here. So okay. that's,
4: I understand that's a lot, and you guys have a lot on your mind. Um. No, I would I, say
5: we're probably just a well-informed, okay. yeah. well-educated, we're just peaceful people oh. that are sick and tired of having our rights violated, okay. so um, we want to hold you guys accountable. Okay.
4: I was told you were requesting... Was that service.
5: Terry? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Terry no, his supervisor? Chief. Okay.
4: Okay. That's our Chief. In a matter of Thirty minutes if, uh, is all I'm asking of your patients. Okay, um, it's going to be no sooner than that, unfortunately. Okay, okay so
5: kidnapping sh- is not serious. That's, not, I, you that's guys not. That's
4: that- it's Trespassing
5: is more serious
4: that's for them. Uh, what I'm uh, right.
5: Okay, okay, but you guys showed up yesterday within one minute. No, no.
4: no, to, no uh, to
5: arrest my friend Ma'am. for trespassing, and you, I mean I'm, clearly, I'm telling- clearly, you don't even know what the trespass means. The six zero two penal Ma'am. code. I'm um, telling so you I want to be able to that hand that over, but 30 minutes for unlawful I'm imprisonment and kidnapping is not serious enough so for anybody I'm, to come over I'm here. I'm telling okay. You, okay.
4: One is not available until two. I see. Okay. The phone that you continued to call was time of emergency. Okay. So I wanted to this contact is an you guys. I understand. That. We've
6: been trying to do this since yesterday.
4: Okay. I understand that. But you called. You made a, a call for service. And it was registered, but I wanted to speak with you to let you know that you do not need to continue to call and to call into call, okay? Because you will be helped. Okay, just a well, of time.
5: we do need okay. to continue to call because this is a serious crime that we need to And report. we have other things to
6: attend to, too. Yeah, so we, we can stand out here and wait.
5: So, why have we been made to wait for half an hour to, you're repor- requesting you speak with to a supervisor. report a kidnapping? But oh, so you're requesting to you speak with a supervisor. This is a kidnapping, okay? Do you understand that? No, we, we want right to press. Here in title 18 242 it says I'm just including you know kidnapping
4: that a supervisor will We will need to wait, wait
5: half an hour to report a kidnapping and
4: everything like that Did you, you guys take an oath L- to, to the constitution okay. I'm just letting you know
5: Did you guys take that the an L- person L-
4: you want to speak to will be available at 2 Okay
5: you're dismissed so can please you send him can you send him can
6: can you start the paperwork on i like to press charges on the post office
4: Okay so so let's start federal that federal building You're going to need to contact The federal office They have their own Why investigation. did you guys show Why up Why did you
6: Is that out of your no, jurisdiction no, What were no, you no, doing no, in there
4: charges, I'm, I'm not too sure about that Why so did you guys show up On a federal that. building Okay So Why did you guys show up On a federal
6: She's asking you a question Why did you guys show up On a federal building They contacted us For a trust And we're contacting you To press charges I understand that So what I'm saying So talk your way out of that
4: I'm not talking my way out of anything
6: Well then let's start the paperwork Let's start it We're ready Why we're waiting no. But while we're waiting we for the supervisor, said, you can start the paperwork. Let's start it. We want, we you, can't start friends, you can't start the paperwork? You can't start the paperwork? You have the authority to ask people so many questions and to bully them, but you can't start the paperwork so that we can start pressing charges.
5: We're not having this anymore. Okay. You get it? And you we're sick you can, and tired you of you this with you guys. That to the
6: so are you, are you refusing to start these I police reports?
5: here. Uh, uh, do you know what the penal code is for trespassing? Do you know what it is? Mm-hmm. What is it? 602. Okay. Can you show me anywhere in the uh, trespassing uh, penal code of 602 how it is that my friends um, violated that yesterday?
2: I don't
1: know who you're talking about.
5: Well, I had two friends. Uh, one Myself? was actually arrested. Yes. Uh, can you show us in here uh, what he violated in the Penal Code six zero two that would cause you? Okay, well you're the he supervisor. He was there. You can show he us. Did, he didn't arrest.
6: But you were there.
5: Okay, well are you...
6: you do are you have track. anything else that you want to? We want to press right, charges.
1: Right, you, well, if it's the federal law that you're trying to press charges on, are you talking? What, what? 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 do you want to press charges on? I'm
6: the officer, and on
2: the post office the that post office the, po- the post office is the federal government we don't we don't do federal government then why
5: did so you come here
1: our come friend yesterday, yesterday. You're- <laughs> i'm not trying to tell <sighs> you guys, I you guys it, but i as a public citizen don't have to listen to you guys being disrespectful or oh absolutely
5: you do you're yeah, public I servants
1: don't. you work for public, us public servants doesn't give you the authority to scream and yell at us so we're not we're not so yelling. what i'm trying to tell you is from my understanding just so you know that i i wasn't there I was told he left the building. He was told by the officer to leave the building as a representative of the post office. He came back in and then refused to leave for trespassing. That's
4: it. If you don't leave, then you have to... If you refuse to identify yourself and you refuse to leave the building after being requested to leave, he was arrested. Again, I wasn't there.
5: Okay, so can you explain why it is that you... We're willing to arrest him, but now you're claiming that you don't don't have jurisdiction over a federal building. No,
1: we don't have jurisdiction for what the federal code is. If you have a complaint against the post office, I can't do anything about that. You have to take it over the federal government. Okay, Uh, so in other words,
5: you can arrest private citizens on federal land.
1: If they've been asked to leave, You you can
4: read the thing. Okay. Do you know what the guidelines are for the post office? You might want to look those up.
5: Okay, but I just no, no, I, no. Wait, I, I, wait, wait, I just wait, I just, just want to be wait, clear. Wait, wait, wait. You work for me. You, wait, wait, you know wait, what you wait. need to be on let, just let me finish. No, no. Uh, okay, so again, I told you if you're not gonna let me finish. Personally. Okay, then I think you should probably take these I don't with need those you. Papers. But like I said, oh, if you, you, if you do. would like, you, you look take on the post or office. Not. If you look on the post office. This is Title now, 42. It gives us the ability to sue you guys. Yeah, that's fine. Right? That's, that's, you have no, I think that. that you really need to know so about this because you we're angry you and we're going to look, look this. This is Title for two, 42, you you which is a
2: of rights under the post law. There's actually a page that says what you're allowed to do. So you might want to look for them. Did
6: you notice that when you walk into the post office, it says everywhere, recommended? It doesn't
5: say it's the law. No. You are a liar and a trickster. How shameful. Aren't you ashamed of yourself?
1: See, ma'am, right now you're yelling at me and I told Foreign you Foreign and domestic,
5: I don't care. I a belligerent woman I... still has so her rights, so Which I told you you guys can do. We you. have an so arrest report. You guys have become the you criminals. Is this, this what you wanted when you took it oath? I'm help? not going to argue with you. Yes, you are. You're supposed to indulge, me. you say? work for me. We're how your how masters. We are your masters. You are
6: not dismissed. You are the criminals. And you're not dismissed.
5: Where along the line did you lose your way? Are you not embarrassed about the person that you've become?
0: Okay. (laughs) As you can see there, sometimes just because you can Google stuff and find a bunch of things that you think are valid and relevant as far as uh, how freedoms and rights go doesn't mean that you uh, are qualified to do that thing. One is arresting police officers. Who are on duty. It just doesn't seem to work that way.
3: Definitely not. You know, this is one of those happy endings.
5: Daddy, it's lunchtime. What? It's lunchtime.
3: It's lunchtime? It's
0: 750 at night.
3: <laughs> it's lunchtime. It sounds like the game telephone gonna uh-huh. here. Do you want to say hi to Jack?
0: Come here. We're Come here, weirdo. It's already nighttime. Hey Beaner. So it can't be lunchtime. It's what time? Lunchtime. Not lunchtime. Uh, <laughs> what do we have at night? We have Milk. Milk. Good. Milk time. It's milk time. <laughs> time. Alright, I'll be right in, okay?
4: Okay.
3: I love you.
0: Have bye. Nice day. Bye. I'll be- <laughs> Say bye, Jack.
3: Bye. Bye, Beaner. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, That previous case that we dealt with, it's happened to me only a couple of times. I can't wash away the grossness I'm feeling of that dark house with a mother with a gunshot wound with her children dead all around her. You know, it's rough. It's just so rough. And I know we joked a lot through that whole episode and whatever, but... That is a it's a haunting case. I don't I don't know it was was I don't want to t- I, I'm going to talk about the previous case, but was that a well known was that a is that a well known case? I'd never heard of that one before.
0: Um, I I don't know if it's very well known. I mean, I found local news about it.
3: It's it's it seems crazy to me that like you know you there are these you got your Chris Chris Watts situations and <laughs> you yeah, know. Things that everybody knows about. But then you hear one one like this and it's like if they did a Netflix special on it, it would be you know, very compelling yeah. and if you had all the all the information. But I've never heard of it before. Yeah, And to know that these things are just happening without my knowledge of them and they're not coming across my radar. How many more are happening like that? Just right. one night in some friggin' neighborhood, the kids go screaming out of the house with gunshot wounds and the neighbor doesn't let them in. And they go running back to the house when the mom's calling them back in and sh- finishes them off and smokes a cigarette and blows herself away. And yep. the next day happens.
0: You know, I will tell you, I, I have a pretty good idea as to Why? we don't know about this one because it was buttoned up so quick and there are too many question marks. It's not, from a media standpoint, it's not, ah, man, I hate to say this, but there isn't enough meat on the bone for media to be like, and now, and we don't know. Now let's send it over to Janet for the weather. No one's going to pick this up. No one's going to run with it because there's it, it, it haunts us. It doesn't. There's no closure. There's not enough information that Tonya was never abusive. And suddenly she offs all of her kids and herself. I mean, and she doesn't know why. And by the way, all all contact information information for Joe Johnson dead ends. Can't find the guy. So we can't even connect the dot there. And and, you know. One of the reasons, and I'll, uh, here, here's the last thing I was going to say. And I, I wanted to end it on the happy note, the two, the happy note, but the two Karens, they just kind of bugged me. And I thought, you know what? I want to show, I want to use them as an example of, you know, there are two times. If you, if you're dealing with police or the law in a day to day environment, there are two places where you as a citizen have the right to, to defend or protect yourself. It is, you should know the law. And so if you're in a situation where you have been detained or the police have you pulled over or something, you should know the law well enough to ask the right questions like, am I being detained? And you should know those things. But as soon as the officers do things like, I don't know, put you in handcuffs for yours and their protection, that is not the time to argue. The the right time to argue is in court yeah. if you if you and and that's that's where that's where a lot of these like crazy people just bother me because they're like you you can't you're not where are you going to take them you're going to arrest a police officer and take them where your house you, yeah. you they're at the, <laughs> we're at the police station you know this is just it's it's theater these people they're, they're not serious if they were they would file a suit you know and go and spend some money in court but no they want to take a bullhorn and go and print off some pages from Google and go and show how smart they aren't. Anyway, back to your back. No, to your Matt,
3: no, no, I'm hearing you. Here's uh, I don't even want to say this, but I'm going to have to because it's on my mind. I feel like if you with your kids yeah. and your family and all that, this exact situation happened in the first case, right? Yes. In the first in the first call or it happened to me being white people. Yeah, and it happening, it might make worldwide news, but because this was an African-American family and for whatever reason and I don't want to get into it, but it feels like it just kind of just goes away like it's, it doesn't become uh, a topic of national conversation and I know this is a a deep and a big can of worms that I'm talking about, but I think there's something to that and it's very unfortunate I mean, Black History Month just happened maybe we should just start celebrating more more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> more, more uh, yeah. African American serial killers and things like this as well yeah. in the way that we do like a Chris Watts case, right? The reason right. why the Watts case is so compelling is because, oh, this beautiful looking white family and these two beautiful little, you know, white kids. This case had four African American Children and, and but it's a bad neighborhood and the mom's all screwed up and and I think it has something to do with the reason why you don't hear a lot about it and again I don't want to get in we don't have to get into it but I I felt like I had to say it uh, to answer my own question I think yeah. it has something to do with it
0: I I will okay so I will I will tell you this there um open a can of worms here's here's the, here's a here's a very realistic thing that that I can speak to that uh, I don't think will become, will be divisive or anything like that. Um, there was, you can find it on YouTube, there's a video that I think might answer some of your question there on why, if this family were white, would we know more about it? So there's a, there was a, a former... Sorry,
3: sorry, yeah. not even just white, but like affluent.
0: Affluent, sure, yeah, yeah. There was a U.S. representative named Trey Gowdy back in 2015. He was a, he was a white senator from South Carolina. And during a Judiciary Committee uh, meeting, he interviewed a woman named uh, Deborah Ramirez, a woman of color. She's also very uh, qualified. She is professor of law at uh, Northeastern University that's in Uh, School of Law in Boston, Massachusetts. And they began talking about situations, uh, disparities between um, police involvement, uh, solving of crimes, closing of cases uh, between more affluent, maybe potentially white communities versus uh, communities where there was predominantly African-Americans. So just to paint the picture, we got white Representative Trey Gowdy and Deborah Ramirez, who's a woman of color. Um, not only was she a professor of law, but she used to be a prosecutor. Uh, so she's very she, – her and Trey are like kind of equals at this time because Trey was also a prosecutor yeah. uh, in a previous life. So these are two very smart individuals, and they, they begin talking about um, these issues with regard to crimes, solving of crimes. Uh, and how race is kind of intertwined with those things. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Gowdy proceeds to ask Ms. Ramirez. He basically says, can you, can you determine or based on your knowledge as a former prosecutor, what was the big, one is, what is, what is one of the biggest impediments, uh, to being able to successfully prosecute homicide cases, particularly homicide cases involving victims of color? And Ms. Ramirez responded by saying, one of the biggest impediments is actually trying to get witnesses to come forward. And, uh, Mr. Gowdy agrees. He says, you're exactly right. You're, that is exactly what it is that you have a victim of color. And we had trouble getting witnesses to cooperate with the law enforcement and the prosecutors, which then he goes on to say, as you know, diminishes the quality of that case and our ability to prosecute it, which may result in a lesser plea bargain because you do not have the facts, which may then result in what you said in your opening statement, which she was referring to uh, Ms. Ramirez's opening statement, which is people have a tendency to treat black lives differently than white, when the reality is the case wasn't quite as good. And she says, and she, she speaks kind of to the audience at this point. Ms. Ramirez says, for every prosecutor who is out there, this is a serious problem. And you're correct in pointing that out. So basically what, what they're both saying here is, is yes, these cases end up equating to different results, but there is oftentimes many extenuating factors as to why. And it sounds trite to say it, but it's not always quite as simple as black or white that there are that there are cultural, social implications that happen, and in this case, he he goes on to say that he was explaining that in his jurisdiction, it wasn't just him that was pointing it out, but that actually, like the uh, chief of police in his in his jurisdiction was African American, and he said the same thing. Um, the, uh, he said. It's the loss of life in his community and the refusal of people to cooperate, even in a drive-by shooting of an eight-year-old child at a birthday party, a drive-by shooting outdoors where the whole world saw the car drive-by and nobody would cooperate with the prosecution in the murder of an eight-year-old child. So there are a million reasons why these things happen and why people attribute them to racial uh, issues, but sometimes it comes down to some factors like are witnesses available and when witnesses aren't available the facts are thinner and where the facts facts are thinner prosecutors don't have a lot to go on and they'll take a lesser plea deal mm-hmm. you know so it, it could very much affect the case depending on how the community uh, acts in regard to the crimes within their community
3: right. Oh, it, uh, it's a huge di- – totally. And I'll go to the blunt side, like the other side too, just to, just to cover everything because this is my yeah. – this is honestly my belief. It's because the public has less interest for whatever reason. There is less interest for whatever reason with the public when it comes to um, – say like in a ghetto-type atmosphere where there's like a gangland shooting or there's, there's uh-huh. a situation like this where a whole family gets wiped out by – by an African-American mother to her four African-American kids, yes. there seems to be less interest by the the general population, the people who want a Netflix special or the people who want to watch whatever they want to watch on t- television and, and talk about it on forums or whatever, if it's an African-American family as opposed to a white Family It seems more interesting some somehow, and huh. I said this in the hmm. beginning it's it 's a can of worms, but I think yeah. that there's that, if you 're going to say that that 's a part of it, and I I, I, I I believe you're right to a point, but I think that this is a part of it as well, and it 's very obvious to me, yeah,
0: you know what I think it would be as far as that goes less interesting more interesting i think I think what it would come down to maybe if if I had to add more to that is that I think as a people. And there's a whole lot of reasons why we're this way, but if it were to happen in a in an African American community, I think there's a lot of people on the outside looking at the situation that think they've got an answer as to mm-hmm. why that happened. Mm-hmm. They, we're very quick to sum it up. We're quick to sum it up. We're like, "Well, this is a you know crime-ridden area." Blah blah blah, and we we pan it off on what we think is the, the hot button, but but we're never. In any situation, we're never digging through all the dynamics, and that's—I think—that's why it's—it's it's maybe less interesting because more people think they know why that would happen in a in an African American community as opposed to a white community, and that's that's tragic. It's right racist there, that we tra- would all <laughs> summit it yeah. It's racist, yeah. It's it's racist for us to come to that conclusion.
3: Yes, yes.
0: Because in this case, I am in this case in particular, I am wanting to lean toward. This is a tragedy on multiple levels because that woman is, I think she was pulling one of those situations where she's like, I don't want my children to be abused anymore. I don't want to be abused. And I think she was taking, taking them away from Joe. I could be completely wrong.
3: You know what? Yeah.
0: That to me transcends race. It's like, that's Definitely. why this one happened. And for us to, like you said, for us to put it just in the box of interesting or not interesting based on a racial, a geographic location based on predominantly race would dismiss this story from so many people's minds. Yeah. But but I, I like to think that that's why this happened. I'm not giving her a pass for killing her whole family or anything, but... I've got to find a reason. And so I'm I'm going, I'm going beyond journalistic integrity and saying, if I have to finish the story, I want to believe that's why this happened.
3: That's good. Uh, see, I just find it interesting. It's an interesting thing I've been thinking about lately because some people have asked me when I'm covering a dark topic or whatever else. It's like, why don't you cover more like African-American or uh, non-white crimes, right? right? And I <laughs> had to think to myself, I'm like, well, because they don't seem to be as covered as much and there's not as much information And my initial thought is like, there's not a lot of black serial killers or Asian serial killers, and then then you look into it, it's like there's tons, but it just hasn't been covered as much, and there's not as much information. And it's interesting, and it kind of falls by the wayside because it's like, well, is that really something that you want to be talked about when it comes to your culture or your race or whatever? Like you, you you should be happy that they're not talking about it. It's like, no, I mean, maybe across the, (laughs) maybe even in true crime, it's it's kind of it's kind of happening, right? I agree.
0: I th- I think that when it comes to that, it's hard to. I, I man, if you took an hour and went and just listened to the the talking points of ten podcasts that cover an African American that committed a crime, the word race will come up. Yeah, it, it's it's almost oh, yeah. inevitable that race is a factor of those. Whether it's even part of the story or not, race seems to be a conversation topic for those. And so, for that reason, I I, I want to I want to cover the last one we covered. Race was technically a topic with the person yeah, being indigenous, indigenous to the Australian. Yes, yes. yeah, but but I did I I could do that story without leaning on it. We could we could. Share that experience without leaning too heavily, but give light to the fact that this was a this was actually a dynamic of it, but not wanted to lean on it as like blaming it or causing it or anything like that and I feel like that 's honestly an unfair thing that we do with with a lot of races also we're white guys living in america north america right. so we're, we're we're dealing with kind of what's available to us without a lo, you know serious amount of digging. But there's Asian crimes that we could be covering from China and all these places. Australia, I i found a million, so now I'm I'm kind of digging in. So I I want to say that we're going to become much more cross cultural here. On yeah, this that's show. what I
3: want to do, and that's kind of what I'm getting <laughs> at as well. I mean, we're even covering some of the Brits. Yeah, and they're yeah. a race all to themselves. So they yeah. really are.
0: I don't even know that. Would you call them white? No, I would call them bright white.
3: <laughs> well, thanks for working anyway. through that with me, man. I know it's oh, I know yeah. it's difficult, and, and and that was a difficult, both difficult cases, and I, I appreciate you. Let's let's get back to it as soon as we can.
0: Let's do it. And um, yeah, what I I got to just say, I think what's in- exciting about the way that we cover stuff is race can be a component, but. We're not going to let it rule the day.
3: No, of course there's, not.
0: There's a there's a story, the human story to be told, and that's what I'm excited about. If race is a component, so be it. Absolutely. We'll talk about that. But
3: absolutely, but once we're not going to lean on once it. Once in a while, you, you you take a look at it, and you got to say what's what, and and, yeah. and work through it. It's it's uncomfortable, but uh, crime's uncomfortable. Though yeah, everything's uncomfortable, is. man. So yeah. <laughs> that's let's do it. it let's is. do it all.
0: All right well I'll uh, yeah I'll get back with you with another juicy story here soon everybody and Jack, thanks for thanks for being along for the ride. All right, but this, it. Is, uh, this is this uh, is this would not be possible without you because I'm just a fool when I'm by myself.
3: It's true yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, hugs everybody. Hey, thank you again for lending us your earballs. We couldn't be doing this crazy show without you. And if you like, 1159 is our little production company. And we have six podcasts all together, free of the feast on. Three of them are ready and waiting in your favorite podcast player right now. Check out the one that started it all for us, Dark Topic, for amazing writing, amazing stories, and more of Jack's buttery voice. It's like if Bob Ross did a true crime show, like macabre ross and check out true crime kent where kent chungus and i take a deep dive with a fine tooth comb into each story to see how much hair and stuff we can get on the comb it's fun and kent swears if you're into that sort of thing i can't control him he's his own beautiful redneck butterfly patreon is loaded up with three exclusive shows dark calls brutal and dead time stories just in case you run out of free content and have five bucks in your pocket We love that you love what we are doing. We are grateful that you tell us every day. So many awards, so much love and support in our Facebook groups. It feels really good for the soul, you know? And for all of you, so much hugs.